Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to the One Perspective to Another podcast. I'm your humble and gracious host, Adot Sanders, here with episode 164 of the One Perspective to Another podcast. This episode is dedicated strictly to Wakanda Forever. I also realized, too, that every intro I've ever had for my podcast has been a piece or a song or a instrumental from the MCU movie. So that's a little cool tidbit that I didn't even realize what the fuck I was doing. But without further ado, um, just going to get right into the episode. But first of all, first and foremost, holiday season is upon us. Please excuse me for my voice. Had a head cold for like the past two weeks after seeing Wakanda Forever like five times in movie theaters. So I'm pretty sure I got it from that. Um, Germs are in movie theaters. Uh, you know who you are who told me that. Um, but just keeping it moving, moving and grooving. The voice is fine. I'm not sick. Took my COVID test. It was negative. Still have never had COVID. Knock on wood. Um, but we're just going to keep on moving and grooving. Um, Wakanda forever. Uh, hol- oh, holiday season. Holiday season. Um, I don't know when people listening to this, but happy Thanksgiving. Happy Christmas, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, all that good things. Like I said with this movie, it's just like a turning point for life, for people, for circumstances, for events. There's still a lot of people who are grieving, going into do, going into new circumstances. Me, myself, like Thanksgiving's not the same. Christmas is not the same. It's a lot of people that I know personally just in the world that have lost um, a lot of family members, um, mothers, fathers grandmothers grandfathers sisters brothers like we going into the the season of mourning and losing people especially the last couple years with COVID and all that but I'm not gonna dive too much deep into it but it's just a a catalyst of what I like thought that this movie was going to be about and it is a transition of like a funeral to open up this we're gonna get right into the movie now um and appreciate everybody for listening past couple weeks. I don't know. I know who you are. I don't know who you are, but I know that you've been listening like from episodes straight through. So you're appreciated. You're giving that revenue for me. But um, opening up Wakanda Forever, like I said, saw the movie five times. Beautiful. Just a beautiful work of art. I'm going to just get off the most important thing to me right now with this movie. Give Angela Bassett some kind of fucking award. P.S. Spoiler spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the movie, full of spoilers in this shit. We're going to go just talk about the movie itself and then the MCU aspect of it. So if you ain't a nerd on that, on that level, just my opinion, like, just skip it. Go to another episode about some perspective and being a better human. But we're not talking about this right now. Excuse me for sniffing. Head cold. But we're getting right into the nitty gritty. Opening up the movie. I saw it five times, so I know this shit pretty much by heart. Um, Shuri talking to uh, Boss, the Black Panther God, trying to save her brother. Um, but he doesn't. She tried to create the hip, the hip, but she just didn't have it. And that that was a catalyst of the movie with the DNA and coming full circle. This is a Shuri story about her and her quest and getting ultimately the um, little pendant necklace thing that she got from uh, Namor, Namor to 
come full circle to be able to put the DNA sequence together. Like, that was the full arc of the movie, I feel, at least. This is just my perspective, as always. But um, after that, uh, Queen Ramonda come in and say, your brother's with the ancestors, and then they have the funeral scene. And I feel that Marvel did a great job with this because it wasn't a, like, funeral for uh the black panther it was like a funeral and a celebration of um chadwick boseman like the human that he was spoilers not spoilers but like little um easter eggs um with the license plate and having his birthday on there didn't see that at all in any of the viewings that i've seen um but after the the celebration of chadwick it goes like straight into um the queen's like opening and her talking to the the UN about what's going on with vibranium and shit like Angela Bassett in those in those moods like oh my god I just get fucking chills like thinking about watching her in that moment she did a fucking brilliant job and when they all Ghidorah Milaje like come and stand by her side and she talking it's like mm, you better go get it black don't crack baby black, black does not crack um, then next is just like after they do all that, they find out about uh, Riri um, and all that shit. But, like, I want to go straight to Namor next. Because the, the introduction of Namor, Namor, Nino Sinamor, um, is really, really well done. And I like the way that Ryan Coogler does these things because it puts a background of culture onto these characters. And I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that they allow him to do Dr. Doom with the rumors they've been talking about. There's some extra nerd shit. But we all know that Kang Dynasty is coming, and Dr. Doom is a major uh, point in that. So having him be maybe doing Secret Wars, maybe doing Kang Dynasty, one of the two movies, we don't know. We'll see. But the way that he put the um, the culture and... Uh, uh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. The culture onto uh, Namor makes it beautiful because it honestly too in like my own just thought and going to go see this movie before i seen it i was like this is just living in oakland when you fucking in the east and you the black dude and you got the mexican people and it's just like what the fuck is going on like that's to me what this movie was it's really simple in that essence but it's on a fucking grand scale and it's fucking mcu but um they more they showed the back the backstory of him being born how they got all the herbs and shit but they had the herb but it was underwater and um showing the backstory of him when uh the spanish came and conquered him and got all the vibranium from the mine or they stole it from the mines and shit and having the mayan and mexican like culture in their background was really really well thought out for me well thought out to me i thought he did a really great job in putting that in there and uh the nation and cuckoo calm cuckoo calm as they call him just the latin american thing in general just so fucking beautiful um then we get back to uh him they told that story to get to riri she's getting a disney plus tv show so ironheart is going to be a more pivotal character i think they might make her a younger avengers too because in the story she's only 19 and i'm pretty sure phase five starts in next year so she'll only be like 20 i don't know how old she really is in real life but she's young enough to pull off playing somebody young um 
introducing her like she was a catalyst. They really made her the um, the humor aspect of the movie. I didn't like it, but certain parts it was cool. Certain parts it wasn't. But I mean, this three and a half, three hour movie, you got to put some kind of comic relief in it. But it wasn't a lot of jokes in it either. Um, next up, uh, what else happened? Them like getting attacked in the Dora Milaje and um, the scene of them going to or them getting kidnapped, then no more taking them and showing them what's really going on in the um, underwater realm so she can get a better understanding of what was going on and why no more was so upset with the outside world. It's just like a conflict of interest. And he was like, yo, daddy, not your daddy, your brother, he he allowed this with the vibranium and all that shit. So it was just like a clusterfuck of a whole bunch of shit going on. But the song came on. He told her all about the wonderfulness and took her on a little fantastic voice like she was on the Finding Nemo trip and shit. Keep swimming. Always keep swimming. Um, and it was cool to see. Like, I'm, I'm glad I seen that in Dope because it was vivid and pretty. Um, but... Fast forward through all that, nothing really happened. Uh, Riri was getting all scared and shit. Then Okoye, Okoye and her, uh, or the queen went to go tell Okoye, like, hey, uh, my daughter got kidnapped. Uh, you got to go find her because you're the best spot that there is. Um, so she did. They went to go find her. They got her. They stole her. She blew on a little horn to get Namor to be a little distraction. Whole thing went through. Namor wasn't having it. He got pissed. So he was like, you know what? This is your doing. I told you what I wanted. You didn't listen. Simple communication. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please let me know. He used that, but they didn't. So she said, fuck it. So by the time they got back home, Namor said, oh, hell no. Nah. You killed one of my own. This is an act of war, and he did war. Namor came out and did his thing. I cannot wait to see more of Namor in, like, a bigger stage. Namor, Namor, he needs his own, like, Thor moment after Thor got the hammer um, forged from, uh, Gro what's his name, Grotic? Whatever the fuck the little big-ass elf dude was. I forgot his name um from the star but when thor came back from the bifrost and like whipped his hammer out namor needs a moment like that because namor is powerful as fuck and we all know that too because after he attacked um in baku he tried to hit that boy and he knocked that boy's neck back like and he just did the whoo like it was just too much because namor he's a mutant he said it he's a mutant um so he's strong as fuck um and then after that, the most the, the part the first time I saw this shit fucking broke me. But the second time that it broke me was when I seen it. Excuse me, when I seen it when um uh when the queen spoiler you know we already in it you listening you listening but when uh, Shuri was like uh just help me after Namor killed. Or he didn't kill him, but he drowned him purposely. Riri got saved. She got resuscitated. But um, Queen Ramonda did it. And when Shuri just lost it, I fucking lost it. Like, nobody wants to see that shit. It's like she was doing such a, a powerful role in that movie. You, just didn't, you didn't expect for her to have to lose anybody anymore, especially the queen. Cause it's, um, but I feel like that those symbols translated into what i was saying before it's like you go through life and you still have to 
obtain and do and do things that are asked of you and maintain your life while still mourning, while still grieving, while still dealing with every aspect of life. And she did that. That's why I came full circle with her, like finding out you got to go through things to get to things. And I know when you in that realm it just seems like it's overwhelming it's exhausting it's daunting there's no hope there's no light it feels like you're just at the end of the tunnel there's a black fucking wall and you just can't do shit but you just keep fucking moving along but she had to do that in order to get full circle so she can get the little necklace not a necklace bracelet to find out and then they put that song that burner boy so alone on that shit then they put that shit on the background her and riri getting the laugh start doing the wham bam thing um, I'm skipping ahead. Another part that really got me was when they, they had the funeral, another funeral in the middle of all this action. Um, and they had it for Queen Ramona. But when M'Baku and Shuri were having that conversation, she was like, the, uh, or M'Baku was like, this is the reason I'm here because my, your brother told me to look after you, X, Y, and Z. But the part that really got me was when he said to her, or he asked her, where is your heart? And she was like, I buried the uh, everything that was important to me. She's buried. My heart just got buried. So she ain't got nothing left. I felt that shit in my fucking soul. Um, it was just uh, that moment. Because I felt it. I can relate to it. I understand it. But it's also like a superpower because you have nothing else to lose. Like, it's it's just you versus the world. So that inspired her, gave her the strength, the courage to figure out like hey we gotta figure this shit out i gotta get this hot shape up and she did she got the um fast forward and back now she got the shit from the bracelet scanned it did it with the dna created the heart shape herb then she found her ex um not the her ex but her um her ancestors after she took the hot shaped ip and then she saw Killmonger. And Killmonger being there, I know certain people, and we won't say any names in particular, loved Killmonger being there. But the reason why I think it was Killmonger, because out of all the villains, I read this article too, the villains from Phase 4 have been the most balanced in their thought processes, where they aren't really protagonists or or anything like that. Their thought process is just very... Um, I guess you could just say in the middle, Kill, Killmonger, uh, the dude from Shang-Chi, his dad, I can't think of his dad's name, Thanos, like Thanos was right, like all those things, you can pick and choose what's most important, and it's not a, a bad thing of their choices, like Killmonger, he just wanted shit, people to be free, he just wanted shit to be right, he didn't want the world to be sto- stolen from his people. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and that led to it and having that conversation. She didn't want to tell nobody who she saw because it was like Killmonger. He did all this shit. But now I got to go back thinking about the Killmonger part. Another scene from uh, Queen Ronda before she passed away. Fuck. But I'm just going. This is just off the cuff. I'm starting to remember shit as I'm going. But if you're listening, I appreciate you. Um, she was in the room having the... Um, conversation with um ah shit i can't even think of her name right now the leader the general she was having a conversation with the general about what was most important and she sacrificed so much because she lost Suri. 
Like, that scene in that movie was another powerful scene where I think that fucking, um, she needs to get another award because I felt that shit, man. It was just so strong and so powerful. And also, too, there's a lot of, people say, like, it's a thing, um, there's too much, um, I don't want to say femininity, but, like, I like the way that they show, they feed, the women were featured in this movie. It's not saying that it's anything wrong with men or men, fuck men. Nah, we ain't doing all that shit. It's just a strong uh, showing of women in a a leading scene, a leading moment, a leading adventure. And it was beautiful to see. Um, rewinding, fast forwarding back, um, getting to the end back with Killmonger. She had to see him because it was the most um, balanced she can be. Because he was talking to her about her dad not being um, the best Black Panther and about T'Challa not being too much of a noble king. And in the first one, his dad told him it takes, fuck, I forgot what he said, but it was like to the notion of um, it takes a good man, or it's hard for a good man to be king. And it's true because you gotta, you got to know how to balance. you got to have multiple perspectives. You can't heal everybody you can't save everybody some people have to die yes it hurts but it's like it's a a cause a, a causality i guess you can say but um she had to see killmonger so she can know the difference of what not to do and what to do and letting sometimes you just gotta let rage go sometimes you just can't always be nice you can't always be noble sometimes you gotta pull out with rage sometimes you gotta say fuck you sometimes you gotta let your grief take over you gotta let your pain take over sometimes and being a balanced queen i guess you can say in her case is just knowing i always tie back a little bit of optimal situational awareness knowing when to do what and how to do it and that's exactly what she did and she did that shit because She's a fucking Black Panther, and she made the fucking herb, and she did her thing, and she drank that shit, and she got all the powers, and they fucking fought it out, came up with the last hurrah, and she made the boat and all that shit in the day, but you got to remember, too, this movie was two hours and 41 minutes long, so all that shit took a little timing to get together, but they did it, and I appreciated it, and in the end, she burnt his ass, and she said Wakanda forever, and it just... Did there were a couple moments where I felt like they wanted her to get the like real loud hurrah, but it didn't. It didn't come over because her voice wasn't deep enough for that. But she still did her thing, Black Panther forever. Um, but yeah, they came to an agreement. She burnt his ass on the back. Um, fish out of water came to an agreement. Wakanda and uh, Tolokan are, I guess you can say, allies now. But she and then at the end, Namor. He was like, she's going to need me. And yeah, and that's how it ended. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I did it best justice now that I'm at the end of it. But I just wanted to get it out because I just wanted to relaunch and get into my own phase five MCU. Uh, next movie up is Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumanium. Kang is going to be the G. Um, but he was in Loki, too. If you watch Loki, then you know that he was in... Uh, or he's about to just start running shit. He's the next big bad. Um, I look forward to everything from Phase 5 that is coming um, in that. Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special comes out in, I'm not going to say, it comes out November 25th. So if you're listening to this after that, it's already out on Disney+. Plus. 
um, people saying, the early people say that it's really going to be hilarious. Uh, I hope for that too. So we'll see on that. But I just wanted to do a little review so I can put this in my catalog and start my own phase five. I know it's been a while since I've podcast, but we back. Um, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I'm just going to be podcasting when I want to. Try to keep consistency. We'll see. But um, shout out to the people who've been listening, continuing to listen, going back. And I don't know who you are, but I really appreciate you because you kept me afloat. Um, the spikes are coming back. So appreciate that. As always, tell two friends to tell two friends. Um, happy Christmas, Kwanzaa. Um, tell people that you love that you love them. Um, keep everybody that you love close to you. I'm not Joe Button. I don't know how to do these outros like that. But as always, it's just my perspective, and I'll catch you on the flip side, and I'm out.